Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part four of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much. And enjoy part four of the podcast. Which puts an end to all the, if I may, shenaniganery of uh, yeah. Uko, who's freaking the fuck out here at these girls grabbing this one girl by the hair and telling her to sing. And she's clearly panicking because he's being a crazy yeah. person. And yeah. uh, this guy comes in, the the manager, bouncer, whatever he is of the uh, the karaoke club here. It's not really a club. It's very it's a very Asian style karaoke box kind of thing where you rent a single room and you just go in and sing yeah. with your friends. Uh, it's not you know kind of the yeah. The it's Western not a bar full of bar. people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, should, I should have mentioned that. Yeah, it's basically like a shipping container sized room. Yes. So the guy comes in, surface. And, yeah, you know. and he comes in. The guy comes in and asks if everything is okay and he doesn't want he's playing this weird tightrope of like he wants his girls to be okay but he also wants uko to be happy because he knows who the fuck uko is and when he says is everything okay um okay i'll leave i'll i'll take off yeah and rama very coolly says take the girls with you yeah take the girls with you he got them out of there gives them an out and then yeah. has to deal with Uko himself here, which is, uh, he, he did it in a really cool way. And they handled this scene in a good way, I think. I like it. I, yeah. like, I like everything about this scene. You, you're right, though. It does run a bit long. It could have been done a little yeah. quicker and tighter. This this movie runs fucking long, son. Like, a two two hours 30, it's a, it's a long watch. But the fights make it go well. Yeah, the fights really, really uh, do this justice. And I do like the character development. I think overall, like, without sacrificing a lot of the film i do think you could probably trim 15 20 minutes out of this film without really having a huge impact on it but i I like the way here where uko uses the the cover of hey man i'm gonna get this rama rama uses the cover of um i'm gonna get the girls out of here and once they're gone he kind of turns to uko and says hey man are you okay like are you good yeah and uses it like we needed a private moment to make sure your shit is okay here yeah and they have a bit of a conversation and it covers it well because uko doesn't suspect anything no he doesn't suspect a thing because yeah again in that sort of hierarchy of gangsters you would never you would never call he he could never call him out in 
front of those girls. He could never be like, hey, man, are you like, calm the fuck down, dude. Like you could you're you're fucking dead. Like you're dead. But in a scenario where they've been in prison together and they're alone and the girls are gone, he can he can say that type of stuff like, hey, man, are you okay? Like, is like you're right? Like. Being, you're being a little fucking crazy. I gotta admit, you're being a little fucking crazy over here. We just I'm came just... here to sing a little fucking karaoke and <laughs> a little tiptoes your... with your tulips, and you're fucking reaching, yeah. shoving yeah. a fucking microphone through her tulips. Like, are you relaxed? Yeah, you need to relax a little lips. bit. <laughs> yeah. So they leave this karaoke booth here now, and we end up going into this cool little scene here with Homeboy in the shades and the red the red lamp behind him. Cinematography solid in this man. Really good, like really good. Old shaggy hair person comes in with the tea tray, and uh, yeah, you know who that is? No, that's Yayan Ruhan, motherfucker. Oh, that's pr- he's got his Prakoso. face. He's got his face covered. You can't see it, and he basically uh, sits down because obviously he was in the first film and, and died. Uh, died. <laughs> Uh, so in part two, he's basically the same guy playing a different character. So he essentially is a hitman for our Indonesian boss. Nice. And he's basically just lives on the street and he's not like super rich or wealthy or going around in flash or nothing. He basically, I think he basically just supports his kids and he just basically looks like a street person, long ass shaggy hair Big ass beard, just eating food cart shit, and just playing the role so that nobody suspects him. I assume, right? Yeah, it could be that too, man. It could be that too because he's basically sitting there and he is just walking down the street with a full on machete, and he follows this group <laughs> of like eight fucking guys. He's got to take one of them out. And the great thing about this fight scene is he carries that machete and does not use it. He holds the machete in his right hand for the entire fight scene, does not hit <laughs> anybody with the machete except for the target. It's great. How fast is this guy, dude? He is so goddamn fast. I do want to quickly say when he's sitting on the street here and there's that dog next to him, I think that's a bit of a throwback to his name Mad Dog in the first Raid movie. Oh, yes, because he was mad. He was dog. mad dog in that. So I think him sitting on the street next to the next to the dog was a bit of a nod to that. But now, like you said, this scene comes up and he's got the, the fucking machete next to him. And these, what is it, five, six dudes, seven dudes, eight dudes. Yeah. Holy shit, there's like eight of them. And he just looks at them like, okay, those are the guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's put my food down and I'm going to go kill... I don't know how many of these fucking guys I feel like killing. But he he holds the machete in his hands, but he never strikes them with the machete. He'll hit them with their elbows or, or, or his other hand or his knees. And it's it's not until he gets to the last guy that he's like, that's his target, which is so cool. But dude is so fast. And again, he's little. Like, he's little, but he is menacing. Yeah, he's not a big and dude. They do a fucking shot, which is probably my second favorite shot in this film, where he's fighting this guy, he throws him against the fence, and he stabs the machete through Buddy's chest. They show the machete come out the other side of the fence, drenched in blood, so basically it passed through him, passed through the boards of the fence, and then you get a camera shot, almost like the Pyme reverse shot, 
he pulls the machete out so we're on the opposite side of the fence the machete comes out and there's a hole in buddy's body <laughs> where <laughs> he stabbed the machete through and you can actually see yayan ruhan's face looking through as the body drops it's a really good shot and likely a very hard shot for them to get hard shot man i love this style this style of fighting this penchak salat style is really camera friendly with the way they do it because like dudes come in and they kick and he like grabs their their lead kick leg and like kicks the knee out of their support leg and like will break yeah. it or they'll fuck he'll like spin and bust the kicking knee leg like there's some really good shit here with respect and like you said he's fast as a mofo and it, yeah. it tracks really well in this his his technique is great it looks tremendous the knees the elbows it looks fucking devastating and he's I'll say it again. He's a small stature guy. Yep. So it makes it, I don't know, sometimes sometimes those little guys are so much faster yep. and they're more exciting. And then with the way that it's shot, like you said, they make it look devastating. Like when he does a flying knee and and yeah. a guy goes gets rocked, like it looks like you're just like, oh, oh my fuck, that hurt my chin. Like it's just, <laughs> it's great. It's really good. But what did you think of that last shot where he put the knife through the fence and pulled it out and you could see his face with his fucking shaggy hair falling down? That was fucking cool. That was fucking cool. Yeah, he slams that machete through, and it's covered in blood on the other side. And I like that you can see the guy, when they shoot from the opposite side of the fence, you can see the guy drop. Yeah. And I'm like, what is, you're kind of like, what is, yeah. what shot is this? But then you see kind of the back of his hair go down. What is this? And then they snap yeah. focus to Yayan Ruhan's face there. And holy and shit, just, dude. He just yeah. turns away cold and walks away. It's That's dope as fuck. That's <laughs> yeah. really cool. It's just like, thank God, that is a cold fucking Indonesian hitman pimp coming. Oh man, it's it's great, and he's got like little feet that would just like little feet just slapping your face. There's a yeah, there's a couple of good shots in that fight scene where he he like grabs dudes by the chin and turns them around backwards and then knees them in like the back of the neck as he bends them over backwards. Like yeah. There's some shit in that scene yeah. that you're like, Jesus, that would really, that's not pleasant. Like, I don't like that at all. <laughs> well, we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it in um, this film, but that was the uh, that was the piece in Gareth Evans really started this because he was doing a documentary on yes, Silat yeah. and was making the documentary. And he was like, wow, this is really awesome. I think I'd like to... Uh, Make a film out of this. <laughs> and he did. And went right ahead and did and he that. made three. That's right. He made three. Yeah, this is crazy. The 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 level of commitment on these guys. I remember they talked to uh, Iko Uwes during these films, and one of the, the guys that interviewed him said, what's the difference between movie fighting versus actually fighting, like if you're fighting somebody? And he said, like, the difference really is if you're actually fighting, you have to do everything you can to not show weakness because your your opponent's going to see that and know that you're hurt and come and pull everything that they can and attack the right. shit out of you. Whereas in movie fighting, you have to show a bit of weakness in your acting because that adds drama to the fight. Yeah, you got to sell you got to sell the, the yes. hits because 
Well, these guys, these guys don't have a problem making contact. No, these guys hit but, the fucking. You know, in most in most films, you can't make any contact at all, so it's all selling, which is fucking. Nuts. Yeah, these guys just fucking but hit each other. We get we get a decent little scene where our father mobster i forget his name i said it earlier uh basically is talking to rama and talking about ambition and he's like yeah my people have ambition my son has that in me in him i'm you know he's wants to move up he's got a lot of he's got a lot of got a lot of moxie that son of mine he's he's, snapping his uh, step I wouldn't say that he would. Tr- I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that he'd go so far to kill me uh, to take over the organization. But uh, <laughs> so there's there's kind of a little bit of foreshadowing yeah. there. But which is which is interesting because it goes back to that first conversation where our bad guy, G, he's they call him. I'm not saying this, but he's referred to as that dirty half Arab. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the yeah. film, uh, I, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Allow me to put but the words he's in been, someone else's he's been mouth first. Referred <laughs> to, he's been referred to as such. Uh, who says that at the beginning to Rama's brother? He's yes. like, you know, this is all about ambition. Your ambition was too high. You should have shut the fuck up and stayed where you were. But you know, your ambition was too high, and now I'm going to shoot you in the fucking head with a shotgun, yeah. and that's his fate so it does the film does address ambition for power several times throughout by different characters and essentially everybody who discusses it uh ends up dead Dead in a shallow ditch as he points out several times in that same shallow ditch. every single one toss them back (laughs) fuck all that you guys are all gonna die if you get a little too ambitious so watch your step sir Kind of the general overarching theme but of that conversation. We do have a you know a relatively relatively well shot scene. I love there's like a lot of yellows and golds as these two guys are are sitting down hang, having a conversation about mob life, and he's like, "Yeah, your father kept a secret from you." While they're cutting simultaneously to these guys, basically just in their underwear, uh, getting dragged down the hall by their hair getting their asses beat badly and uh essentially i don't i don't know where they are whether it's a big restaurant or like a convention center but it's very it swanky looks, it looks convention center e red carpet yellow and uh orange Super lights nice. throughout it just it's really really awesome looking room and uh our bad guy is basically talking about how he can exist in the world. He's got no rules that he can follow. He's going to the tippy top of the gangster food yep. chain. No rules to abide by. Fuck all of you. I like this 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 big convention center looks neat and I like it reminds me almost of that scene in Kung Fu Hustle where the main character uh meets oh at the casino yeah, and he meets the the whoever that remember the guy that couldn't be beat the old man, the old man with the wispy ass. Yeah. It, it reminds me of that scene because there's nobody mm. else in this convention center. All the chairs are put up and like leaning on the, the tables and stuff. These guys just have this place to themselves for this little meeting here. Yeah, it's pretty, it's very cool. And again, lighting wise, cinematography wise, it's great. Uh, this guy's wearing like uh, mirrored, somewhat mirrored aviators. Mirrored sunglasses with um, the mirrors on the And inside. I always... Yeah, with the mirrors on the ends. I always look in the glasses for the cameras yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I always do. Like, I, it's just something I do. 
hey, I can see a cameraman in his glasses, but nothing, nothing. These it's, guys are professionals. Mr. Mr. Gareth Evans is very professional. He, he knows, knows what, what he's doing. You basically just see the reflection of the table, which yeah. is awesome. There's a, a scene here with a quick little cut there to the outside alleyway with, with uh, Rama there listening. Is there a wire in here? Like, is that what they're doing? Uh, I think so. I think he's listening in with a wire, but I'm not exactly that makes sure sense. Yeah. How, he's, how he's doing that. Yeah, Uko, uh, he brings these guys in, and they're basically going to take out they're going to basically take out the uh, the Japanese gangsters. Yes, yeah. And they do. And they so do. So it really deserve. comes down to the, that kind of whole theme of ambition because they're looking to expand their organization. So in order to do so, they start killing the Japanese, which is something his father would never do. And he's just going to do it anyway because these two guys are on a fucking mission. These guys want to take over, and they don't have that civility thing. They're just bringing these dudes in and cutting Oh, no. There is currently a truce, uh, and they are breaking it <laughs> They are breaking it. This, If you ever want to break a truce, cut the throats of the soldiers of all the people that you're not having the truce with anymore. That'll break it pretty quickly, which is what this guy, these guys are doing in this fucking ballroom. Yeah, up. like... Get a tarp, yeah, maybe. There's people that work. Like, can you imagine, like the uh, the fucking uh, Indonesian real estate convention is happening in the next ballroom, and somebody <laughs> accidentally walks in and, and sees this. I just want to see if there's an outlet where my booth is, so that I can set up for yeah. the the small arms yeah. show. For... Oh, oh, <laughs> that niche fucking uh, real estate is fucking walking in there to look for a USB cable for his fucking projector. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody in here have a VGA? Oh, oh, fuck. I am not (laughs) walking out of this room, am I, fellas? (laughs) USB to headphone jack? Anybody got a... Got a... Anybody? Is he okay? He doesn't look okay. I'm going to... I can't go, can I? I'm not going to be allowed to go. You broke... Am I? I'm not going to be allowed to leave here, am I? Oh. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. But basically, the sun is... You know, in a lot of ways, he's being played by this guy because this guy's like, hey, kill them, disrupt the truce. Don't even worry about the war because I'll get your back when the war starts. Don't even worry don't about even, that shit. Don't even worry about nothing. Kill these, kill Goto's men. And uh, yeah, and then maybe, uh, you know, when you're boss, you'll, uh, you know, you'll give me a little something. You know, I don't, I, I, I don't want much. I just got my solid gold car, my rocket house, and my, my solid <laughs> gold house, my rocket car, and my millions and millions of dollars. And my millions and millions more. of dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chester P. Lampwick. Um, I don't need much. Oh, my God. One of the best written lines ever. I don't need much. As long as I got my solid gold house, my rocket car, and my millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> solid gold house and my rocket car. Like, fuck. And that concludes part four of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for the exciting conclusion, part five. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media at Twitter. We're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. 
You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes, if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part five, and we will be back in your ears very soon.